Coming up on today's Locked On Senators, we're mopping up a disappointing weekend where the Senators came out of two games with just one point, and it was in a game they were leading with five minutes left. And down in Belleville, they had two games up against the Toronto Marlies, and they split those. But are their playoff hopes still alive? I can tell you my hopes for the goalie of the future are. We'll get into all that, plus a complete prospect roundup after the first weekend of CHL playoffs. All of it's brought to you by Farm to Fork Delivery. Go to farm2forkdelivery.ca today and taste the farm to fork difference. Make sure you're using Sense 40 for $40 off your next order. You will never go back to grocery store meats. This is the Locked On Senators podcast. It's your team every day. Your Locked On Senators, your daily podcast on the Ottawa Senators. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. I'm Jake Sanderson, and you're listening to Locked On Senators Podcast. I'm Tim Stützle, and you're listening to the Locked On Senators Podcast. Welcome inside episode 769 of the Locked On Senators Podcast. I'm Ross Levitan on the outskirts of enemy territory in Winnipeg, Manitoba. Alongside Brandon Pillar up in the Blue Mountains, please like and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, including on YouTube, where we had Jamie McLennan on Friday for a fun interview. You can also find all of our postcasts there. Today is Monday, April 3rd, and Pillsy, Mufasa, he hasn't only slipped off the cliff, he's dead with broken bones all throughout his body. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's uh, Mufasa is done. Uh, he's not hanging on the cliff anymore. I thought maybe he could hold on to that one claw for the last game up against the Cats, the Panthers, but it was too much for him. I mean, he was really doing his best. Scar takes him and tosses him off, and now we are Simba lying down in the the, the valley of the cliff there and just like, what happened here? What? How did we get to this point? You tell me what happened, because obviously the Toronto game didn't go the Senators' way. It was a, a 3 nothing loss in, in that one. It was just a bad game overall. You've got dad, new dad strength in Ilya Samsonov in goal, but really the Columbus game is that final claw. They, they might have been hanging by a thread after the Toronto game, but you can't go to Columbus and blow a lead. And not only that, but have the score be 2-2 10 minutes in, but have Columbus only have two shots on goal. Yeah, like, honestly, Ross, I thought the Leafs game was okay. I thought, similar to the last time the Sens played the Leafs, they were the better team and deserved a better result, but getting shut out 3-0. But then you look at the Columbus Blue Jackets, they were shut out 7-0 by the Florida Panthers that Saturday night. So you're thinking, okay, both these teams were shut out the night before. They're going to come playing uh, with a a big boost. They got to wipe that disappointment from their slate. No, the Ottawa Senators, they stay disappointed as the cannon goes off four times. That cannon shouldn't have gone off more than twice, let alone twice in the first two shots. Just all-time disappointment. Like, as soon as the Sens got a lead, right off a face-off, it was gone. And then you think they're going to be able to hold on to this game 3-2, at least ride it out. Nope, terrible play, and Columbus ties it up. And then a brutal, brutal turnover by Timmy in his own end in overtime. And that quickly results in Goudreau feeding Marchenko in a quick goal 17 seconds in. And that's all she wrote for this 2023 season for your Ottawa Senators. Because 
it doesn't like you look at the rest of the schedule and it's all massive playoff teams. And this was the game that was supposed to extend your playoff hopes up against Columbus and they just fall apart here. And I know you can say the injuries, but Columbus has just as many injuries and they're one of the worst teams in the entire friggin' league. So that is not an excuse. There's no excuses. I know it, it. I'm so frustrated and disappointed right now, but once I take a step back and take a deep breath, this actually is okay. Like this is where the Sens are supposed to be. They've had injuries, over $20 million in guys in the press box, just completely derailed this team, especially on the back end. So I'm disappointed that they couldn't have extended this further, but overall, when you zoom out, this is where you want this squad to be. So it's fine. And they're poised to have a really good year next uh, next season. So I kind of want to just fast forward through the offseason, Ross, and uh, get to October. But uh, we're going to have a fun offseason still. Yeah, we are going to have a fun offseason, including a trip from you up to uh, Winnipeg for me to tie the knot. We're going to have a ton to get to with the draft. We're going to have a ton to get to with the Sens ownership. And we're going to have a lot of time to eulogize this season. But to your point, with five games remaining now, the Senators already have a seven-point improvement on their 82-game record last year. I know these are consolation prizes, and disappointment is prevalent right now, and it should be. It should hurt because there were glimpses of a team that should have done better, and you can pinpoint how many, 10, 12 different moments, like one moment where if someone did one thing differently, how much would this entire season have changed. They also went out and bought at the deadline, but not for a rental. So how's that going to affect next season with Jacob Chikrin, two years left on his contract at a hundred thousand more than you were paying Nikita Zaitsev who played like, I think it's easy to forget Nikita Zaitsev played like 50 games for this Ottawa Senators team this year. I'm curious to see what a full season without him is like, but again, with the off ice changes, that's probably the biggest thing you're looking at this year. Hopefully, we don't know what's going to happen with Alex Dabrinkit and in goal. Those are probably two other question marks, but um, there's still so much to look forward to. And I still hope they finish out strong, right? They don't have their own pick. There's that slim sliver of hope, maybe, that they win the lottery and jump into a top five spot, in which case it's protected and they lose next year's first round pick, unprotected, by the way, in case. But I don't even care about that. I still think that one of our key points, Pilsy, going into the season was finish ahead of Buffalo and finish ahead of Detroit. They're sandwiched between those two teams right now. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like when you want to measure yourself up against people in your weight class in in your same area of where you are as a team, especially in your division, the Sens are in a good spot. They're just below Florida, which it would have been nice to finish as the fourth best team in the Atlantic, but that's not going to happen anymore. But I like where they're at right here. And I think, Overall, as a core, they have better pieces in place, better contracts in place than Detroit and Buffalo. Both of them, I would say that's fair. And there's a lot of hope for this future. And I think Sens fans are disappointed right now, but this just wasn't the year for them to make the big push and to, and to get to playoffs because you look, you look at the playoff landscape and it's just a murderer's row in the Eastern Conference. So I think next year there's going to be more favorable opportunities for this team to get to the playoffs. And hopefully, knock on wood, you get a little more health, uh, a little more luck health-wise because this was a tough game for uh, man games lost for your Ottawa Senators. Maybe it's the 2017 in me talking, but I still think the Sens would have given Boston a good series. 
I think it would have, well, I don't know, with these injuries, I guess some of the guys maybe are coming back, but it, it would have been fun, that's for sure, but not going to happen. We'll have a full cheering guide for the Stanley Cup playoffs on Monday, April 17th. That's the yes. day where NHL playoffs, Stanley Cup playoffs begin. I might have to put my uh, Tampa Bay Lightning jersey back into the into my jersey case. Big it worked time. well last time there, but we're rocking with the Senegoth right now. Pilsy. I know a lot of people are hitting their their steering wheel right now. A lot of people are mad we haven't gotten into the bones of the goaltending situation in Ottawa and in Belleville to a certain extent as well. Although some good down there last night, last weekend um, as well. We're going to hit on that coming up, but right now we'll let you know you're listening to Locked On Senators. New sponsor alert, Ross. Today's episode. <laughs> is brought to you by our friends, our new friends over at eBay Motors. Now, you may be sitting there and you're saying, eBay, I know eBay. Well, did you know that eBay is also a great place to up your car for a championship team? It's all about making sure every player is a perfect fit. It's the same when it comes to your vehicle. Every part needs to fit just right. So, Next time you need parts and accessories for your vehicle, head to eBay Motors. With eBay Guaranteed Fit, you can be sure every part fits just right the first time around. That's key. Just add your ride to My Garage and look for the green check to know that the part will fit or you get your money back. It's simple because just like in sports, confidence is the name of the game when you shop on eBay Motors. And with over 122 million parts that's a lot of parts to choose from you'll be back in the game in no time after all it's easy to bring home a win when the right parts are guaranteed get the right parts the right fit and the right prices at ebaymotors.com let's ride eligible items only exclusions apply ebay motors Today's episode is also brought to you by our very good friends at Farm to Fork. Farm to Fork is a local Ottawa company that is doing flash frozen high quality premium meats that you know are fresh right from the butcher's table to flash frozen which means you can take each one out individually and they are fresh as ever and because you're a listener of locked on senators you are entitled to a 40 dollars off coupon on your first purchase at farm to fork delivery.ca and that's the number two farm to fork delivery.ca just use the promo code sends 40 sends 40 gets you $40 off. We have so many great customer reactions online and we're seeing that on Google as well because farm to fork is an average of 5.0 stars on Google review products are individually vacuum packed and the free and convenient delivery is what gets me fired up as well. You just receive notifications on your phone as it's nearing your home. I love that it's a local company as well. Derek has done a fantastic job with it. They've got everything. I'm talking sustainable seafood. You want to go out and get some seafood? Go to farmtoforkdelivery.ca. Check that out there. They've got ribeyes, my favorite. They've got sirloins. Pillsy loves those. And you know what else everyone loves? Variety. It's the spice of life. You can go get a variety pack online at farmtoforkdelivery.ca. So go right now, farmtoforkdelivery.ca. Use promo code SENDS40 for $40 off. And I'll tell you this, you will never go back to grocery store meats. All right, Pilsy. 
Sorry, I just want to wait a second because finishing my order for farm to fork delivery. Nice. Such a great product, man. It's almost barbecue season. Can you feel it? It's true. Yeah, Ross, I gotta I gotta do my spring cleaning and clean off all the, the grates of my barbecue. It is a major job, but uh, you gotta have a clean grill so you can take advantage of the great products that Farm to Fork has to offer. So get your grill ready, guys. It's I don't know about you, Ross, but it's plus 10 here in the Blue Mountains today. I'm going to wait another nope. week. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to wait another week. Uh, a high today of minus one, though. High today of minus one. Cool. Yeah, close. Cool. You know what else is cool? Heading to the Sens game on Saturday. Can't wait to see you, buddy. We always have a yeah. blast in Ottawa. If you're going to the game, let us know. We'd love to say hi and uh, see some citizens there. And Don't stop going to games just because the, the season is all but over. Just think of how much you're going to miss the Senators in July and August. It's true. And just get to the game, man. Support the yeah. team. It's going to be a fan appreciation night. And um, also, going into some important contract negotiations this summer, say, hey, didn't you enjoy playing in front of this crowd, Mr. Debrinkit? And by the way, 19-1-2 and two now when Alex Debrinkit scores after he got his, what it was, 26, right, for Alex Debrinkit last night? Or was it 25? 26. 26 for Alex Debrinkit. It's not bad. It's not the 40 we were uh, anticipating, but yeah, overall, not bad. For He is, uh, uh, when when you put it this way, it's probably a little less impressive. He's tied in goals with Jonathan Marcheseau, Boone Jenner, and Jason Zucker. Well, I mean, Boone Jenner, we saw what he could do. He had a clapper that Talbot <laughs> had yeah. no chance on to tie this game up. Yeah, also tied with Cole Caulfield, but Caulfield played 46 games. Um, that aside though, obviously, uh, to doing some damage recently, the other big acquisition this summer, not so much Pilsy. I'm going to get some trivia and we'll get into this conversation that way. I, I was curious, like we're hearing a lot about the Sens goaltending and rightfully mm-hmm. so not only the fact that they've used six and could there be a seventh coming? I hope so either Tuesday or Thursday, but where do you think the senators rank in terms of league wide five on five? even strength save percentage this season. I mean, it's definitely in the bottom half of the league. Yes. I'll go 22nd, 22nd, 22nd. No. And I mean, at this point it's so close. It's like two tenths off. Okay. But they're 26th in the national hockey league tied with Seattle who find themselves in a playoff spot, by the way. Yep. But they're tied with Seattle with a 906 save percentage at even strength this season. Would you like to hazard a guess of the teams that are below the Ottawa Senators in five on five save percentage? Columbus Blue Jackets. Correct. Yes. They are 30th in the Chicago league. Chicago Blackhawks. No, they are a better five on five goaltending team than Ottawa. <laughs> Funny enough, they're in 22nd, Pills. <laughs> uh, nice. Nice. Arizona. Arizona's well, they got Vimelka, man. Yeah, fair, fair. They got Vimelka. They are uh can't even find them on here. That oh, Montreal, they're, Montreal. They're twelfth. Arizona's twelfth. Wow. Um Montreal is point one higher than Ottawa. So you you're getting what I'm saying. Your name is a pretty bad teams here, yeah. and they're all ahead of the Ottawa Senators. The teams below them, the Buffalo Sabres at nine oh two, the Vancouver Canucks, the Columbus Blue Jackets, the Calgary Flames. And the San Jose Sharks have an 894 
save percentage. You don't take pride in that one if you're in the crease for the San Jose Sharks. But that needs to improve next year, right? How much are you blaming the decor? Not decor, but the defensive structure of this Ottawa Senators team. And how much are you blaming the goalies here on a goalie-friendly show? Well, I think to start the year, I was putting a lot of pressure on the decor. Uh, even nights where the Sens goaltending wasn't very very good or it at least didn't really give them a chance to win games. I was able to take a look at plays and be like, look, I know you want your goalie to have that, but the breakdown happens with the decor here. This decor has drastically changed from opening night to where we are now. I mean, no Nikita Zaitsev. Uh, that's that's the biggest one, obviously. Jacob Chikern is added. Um, Eric Brandstrom is looking like a really solid uh, bottom four guy. Tyler Clevin's coming in. Each game he's played in, he's looked nice. Jake Sanderson has emerged as the number one guy. Thomas Shabbat, as a non-number one guy, has started to look better with his minutes down, and he's able to kind of uh, do what we want to see him do offensively a little bit more. Uh, even Travis Hamnick, I think his improvement over the season has really changed uh, from start to finish. So I'm not putting it on the decor anymore. Last night, Cam Talbot, I, I mentioned you, Ross. If anyone isn't sure what quiet quitting quiet quitting is, that's a new term being thrown around here on social media, that seemed like a quiet quitting from Cam Talbot there. Like so many of those goals are clean looks. Columbus Blue Jackets can't be putting up four goals on you. Four cannonballs can't be happening. And that one was on Talbot in my mind. Because if you look at all the advanced analytics, the Sens played another great game. They deserve to win that one. Sure, you'd like them to get a little bit more than three goals in one period on a guy in John Gillies who doesn't really play much and is basically an emergency situation here with Columbus having injuries, but Talbot has been a big disappointment this season. And it's unfortunate because I I think when he was good, he was good, but there was way too many stinkers that just caused this season to fall out of place for the Ottawa Senators. And he was a part of a lot of those and the injuries happening an expiring deal and seeing Philip Gustafson have a Vesna caliber season puts a bad taste in my mouth with Cam Talbot, unfortunately. I have a I have a tough time blaming Pierre Dorian for that trade, though. I know it's easy to, yeah. it's hip to, but I, I have a hard time. Like maybe Talbot was never the guy, even though you look at how he ended last season with incredible ending for the Wild last season. I think he went 17 1 and 1. It was something life. like that. It was amazing. But he couldn't. He couldn't get together. I actually couldn't believe how many wins the Ottawa Senators got when Cam Talbot had a bad game this year. I actually couldn't believe it. The Ottawa Senators went two. Actually, let's go. So on the year he's nine hundred. So when he was below, let's say nine ten, because if you have a nine ten, you're going to win more games than not, right? Cam Talbot won six games out of fourteen, which I mean doesn't sound big, but when you're letting in that amount of goals to win that many. I feel like he's, he kind of got the goal support that you could ask for, for, for a season. So it's really disappointing. It it sucks. There's no other way of looking at it. And um, I hate to say it, but if you listen to locked on senators over the last summer, we were warned. Seth Dupal was telling us like the highs of Cam Talbot are so high and the lows are so bad that it can like completely take momentum away from your team. And that's what we saw from the 35-year-old. 
yeah, it's, it's super unfortunate. But then, Ross, I mean, look, I don't want to kick a guy when he's down, but Anton Forsberg wasn't exactly very good either. He wasn't – I wouldn't even say Anton Forsberg was very average. Like, he he starts uh, 25 games. He has an 11-11-2 record, 3-2-6 goals against and a .902 save percentage. Ironically, the top save percentage of uh, anyone that played over five games with the team is a 902. But it was disappointing from all aspects of the crease. And we thought, I didn't think anyone was ready to label the Ottawa Senators goalie tandem as uh, top echelon or anything. But we thought it was going to be stable, right? And Well, it had to be was good enough. Pilsy, in Cam Talbot's last 10 games, since January 17th, Cam Talbot won six out of ten games. He went six, two, and one with an eight eighty-two save percentage. Yep. Like, how's that yeah. possible? Like, honestly, at this point, like the whole roster is pretty much set, other than goaltending, and then bottom six guys. I think you just got to try to find some cheap deals, and you try to try to cash in on. Um, but it's got to be different. Like, don't don't run it back with. Gambrell. If I see like one day Gambrell extension, then a Watson extension, like no, let's yeah. get some fresh blood in the bottom six to Agreed. at least spark it. I don't want to see Patrick Brown back. Agreed. Like Parker Kelly had his downs this year. I still like like him he as he could be an extra guy. He he's on a one way deal now, so I don't mind that exactly. But in terms of like like get a new band, don't bring the band back together. You need a new band in that bottom six. Well, it'd be nice to see more of Julian Gauthier because he seems like a guy that could be a part of that. Now, I know recently he's had an illness. I'm not sure where he's at with that. But DJ Smith has been very reluctant to play him. And he's an RFA where don't you want to see what you have from this guy before you go into contract negotiations? If they decide to bring him back. But on that note, like this could be a perfect way for Roby Arventi to have a big summer and slide yes. in on the third line. like Or this Igor is- Sokolov. Or Igor, even Crooker could make a, a push, 25 yeah. goal score at the HL level. But you need, you need, this is where your drafting has to come in. Yeah, you hit yes. on the big dogs up top. This is where your second and third waves have to come in. Ridley Gregg is a guy who I expect to have a big summer and come back strong, almost in a Shane Pinto esque role as he came in this year after an injury filled season last year for Pinto. Obviously, different circumstances with Ridley not being a season ender. After all, but when when it comes down to it, you need your second wave of prospects. If if you're not going to bring in good free agents, they need to come in and grab the bull by its horns and make sure that this team is getting secondary scoring more consistently than they got this season. Yep, agreed. Yeah, that's that's it with there. Like the biggest the biggest question mark for me is what are they going to do in goal? Because you can't put all this investments and all these assets they've traded so many picks and now they're all lined up the stars are aligned for them to really make a push here if you don't have goaltending doesn't matter in my opinion like like you mentioned Seattle like their goaltending is brutal and they find themselves in a playoff spot you can't win multiple playoff rounds without goaltending like maybe they'll make it interesting but you can't get anywhere without a solid goalie that's going to steal games for you well, Ottawa has a couple under 23 goalies. Who could be the goalie of the future? Although Mad Sogard did struggle this year, one other has emerged. Levy Marilinen. We'll get into his AHL debut. A call up to the NHL. Pilsy, another umlaut on a Sens jersey. They put it nice. on the stage. So Love we got to add that in. We saw in warm up against Columbus. Should Levy Marilinen get a start? at the NHL level this year. We'll talk about that and CHL playoffs. How are the Sens prospects faring 
in that high intensity situation. That's all coming up next. You're listening to Locked On Senators. Today's episode is also brought to you by our friends over at Athletic Greens. The grip of winter is finally being loosened. Well, maybe not yet for Ross over in Winnipeg, but for all all of us here in Ontario, it's starting to come around. Spring is uh, basically here. So you want to get back into a healthy, active lifestyle. What better way to do that than getting a lot of vitamins in you? And you can do that. With Athletic Greens, guys, I'm not kidding. Look, I finished, I'm just about to finish my Athletic Greens today, and I've been feeling good because when I have one scoop of AG1 in my cup of water every morning, I'm getting 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source, superfoods, probiotics, and more. So I'm starting the day off right. The special blend of ingredients is going to help gut health, nervous system, immune system, energy, recovery, focus, aging, all these things. And it's lifestyle friendly. So whether you're keto, paleo, vegan, vegan, sorry, dairy-free or gluten-free, Athletic Greens contains less than one gram of sugar, no GMOs, no chemicals, no nasty artificial anything, and it still tastes good. So right now, you need to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. Go to athleticgreens.com and they're going to hook you up with a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D, and five free AG1 travel packs so you can take them on the go with you. All you have to do is go to athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutrition insurance from Athletic Greens. Today's episode is also brought to you by Shawarma Palace. Yes, our favorite food joint in Ottawa in the entire world. It's Shawarma Palace. I say that confidently. I know my first stop when I go home for Easter is going to be at Shawarma Palace. And I know lots of people feel the same way because Shawarma Palace has fresh ingredients. They never skimp on the portions. And God, that garlic sauce. I just cannot wait to taste it again. I always get extra garlic sauce on my platter and you can too when you go to Shawarma Palace. Get the chicken platter, get the mixed platter. Hey, All of our veggie friends out there, the falafels are great too, and it's all with the freshest ingredients. And go find them at Shawarma Palace at any of their nine locations in Ottawa, now open in the Sailor Ross Shopping Center. You can also find Shawarma Palace on Bank Street by Hunt Club, by Bank Street, by by Baseball Town there, right near Gladstone, or the OG location. You already know, on Rideau Street, right by Augusta. Always a great vibe at Shawarma Palace. Huge Sens fans as well. So support a local business and Sens games. Hey, even when they aren't stopping the puck, Sens games taste better at Shawarma Palace. So eat like a royal today and go to any of their nine locations or grab it from Uber Eats. You can just click, click, boom, right to your door. Check them out. Eat like a king at Shawarma Palace. All right, Pilsy. God, I'm so hungry for Shawarma Palace right now. My Coming God. soon, buddy. Coming soon. Can't wait. So do you pick me up from the airport and we go straight there? I'll uh, Uber Eats it to the airport. So right when you land, boom. Garlic sauce, chicken shawarma wrap. Let's oh, go. I love it. I love it. Or no, the platter. You're the platter guy. So platter. My apologies. Yeah, the platter then works as a second meal after the Sens game when we get home after eating prime rib and club bell. 
appreciate the senators and everyone for helping make that happen. We wanted to treat, we're always up in the 300s. I want to be very clear about the that. The people's pod. We're the people's pod. We've been to how many games together since, since COVID? Went to the home opener against Toronto. We went the Montreal to the game Montreal late. Montreal game. And then we've been to three this, two this year. The home opener and the Chris Neal game. So this will be our third. So this will be our fifth overall. Yes. And we've been in the upper deck for all four games. Yep. We needed to treat the postcast boys. Big time. I don't know who knows, but Jack Richardson and Laleem's Martian, they help us out out of the goodness of their heart. Our guys. So we want to help them out and hook them up. So we're all taking them out to the Club Bell experience. So expect uh, photos on Twitter at Send Central. We'll have some fun there. Sends lightning. And we need to send our lightning off with well wishes as they head into battle against the Maple Leafs in the first round of that one. And hey, in case you're curious, maybe you're new to Locked On Senators this year, we don't go anywhere when the Sens season is over. We will be five days a week right through the NHL draft, right through free agency, and then we'll cut it down to three episodes per week, working on the fiancé to get an episode out on the wedding day. Just kidding. Just kidding. No, no, you're not. We're doing a wedding day episode. (laughs) No, no. We'll have some fun this summer. We got lots to get to. We're going to do some exit interviews right after. Interview season will be back. So we'll get some of our favorite, some of your favorite guests on Locked On Senators back on the show. All a lot to be excited about. But Pilsy, I'm most excited about Levy Marilainen right now. The shutout king from Finland comes over. 41 saves in his AHL debut, then gets the call up on a Sunday morning, heads to Columbus, and it would have been unfair to put him in, but man, <laughs> he couldn't have looked worse than what the Sens got in goal. Honestly, yeah. And, and then your first NHL game, and shame on Columbus. You don't even have spots on the bench for the backup goalie. Have, have some respect for the goalies as he's sitting on a uh, – um, fold out chair in the hallway uh, away from everybody. So I, I hate when backup goalies get disrespected like that. Give them, a, honestly, a backup goalie should have a, a set seat on every single bench. But that's uh, that's another conversation for another time. Um, but Levy Marilyn coming in hot with the shutout in Belleville. It's unfortunate he couldn't be two places at once, Ross. I would have loved for him to start in Columbus and at the same time, start up against the Marlies. Like, if we could have him go in both games, because the Belleville Senators, they missed him up against that second game. You mentioned 4 nothing win, shutout for Levy in his first AHL game. But the second game, not so great for your Belleville Senators as they lose 6-2, to two, and it was the Marlies goalie who put on a show, Keith Petruzzelli. Petruzzelli. Petruzzelli, yes, yeah, sorry, I didn't do the hand motion. That's why it didn't work. Um, Petruzzelli. He's he an star. absolute stud, yeah. And he's been pretty good all season for the Marlies. He's kind of a, a sneaky goalie prospect for them, but he had 40 out of uh, 42 shots stopped, so not much they could really do there as Antoine Bebo, Bebo was not up to the task, unfortunately. And that all but does it for Belleville's season here, Ross. I mean, we were holding on hope. Yes, the Ottawa Senators' chances were slim. Yes, Belleville's chances were slim. But at this point... Of recording, the Belleville Centers have 65 points, and they are three points back of Laval for that play-in spot. I don't know. I think it's going to be pretty tough here for Belleville to make it in. I think so too. Now, in that situation, there's five games left. Are you hoping to see 
Levy Marilinen in goal on Wednesday when they play the Cleveland Monsters. And again, Cleveland's a team that is is um, is below them, but t- well tied with them. In yeah. the they have seven games remaining. But like, are you hoping that Levy goes down and gets to play in one, if not two more of those games down in the last five? Or would you even like to see him? And again, Matt Sogard out with an illness right now, yeah. left after the second period of the Leafs game. We probably should have said that a little earlier on in the show. That's okay. But all things considered, Pillsy, would you rather Levy go and get that experience or get an NHL game or two? I want to see him get one NHL game, especially if Mads isn't ready for um, the upcoming game here up against Carolina. Carolina. You want to see him play Carolina? I don't want to see Cam Talbot play Carolina. I'll tell you that for free. Um, So depending on Mads Sogard health, if that's the case, let's see what we got from Levy in the NHL. And then, yeah, I'm not I'm not suggesting that Levy uh, be the top guy in the NHL the rest of the season. But I wouldn't mind mixing in one NHL game for him and then having him play uh, a couple more games down in Belleville. Okay, awesome, awesome. I, I, I would like to see him play at least one NHL game as well. So let's uh, let's hope it goes well for uh, for Levy in that one game. Not like uh, our boy Joey Dax got thrown into like the worst circumstances of all yeah. time. Remember that game in Buffalo at the end of the 2018 season where it was like that was like that was Mark Crawford as the head coach of the Ottawa Senators. Yeah, and his travel was wild. Go back and listen to our uh, interview with Joey Dax on that one. But Ross, the re like. Belleville has two games up against the Cleveland Monsters, then a game up against Rochester, and then they finish the season up against the Marlies uh, back-to-back games. So tough, tough opponents here. I know three points back doesn't seem that crazy, but I just I, I don't think they're going to be able to get it done here, especially with so many of uh, their key guys playing up in Ottawa right now. When you look at Ridley Gregg, Jacob Bernard, Docker, uh, Levy, or Mads, whatever goaltending combos you want to use there, even Tyler Clevin, like that would be a guy that would normally be helping Belleville out. But with the injuries in Ottawa on the decor, he's up and he's a stud in the NHL so far, so that's not an issue. But tough. Tough end of the season for both Senators organizations here. And we're not even counting those play-in games that Belleville got last year. So now Belleville's on year five with zero playoff games in all likelihood. Probably, yeah. Not ideal. The irony and, and obviously the unfortunate circumstances that this was a first-place team the COVID year. And then there were no playoffs the first year after. So a couple asterisks to have in there. But this, this season... Nothing short of a disappointment. And again, goaltending at the forefront in terms of from a team perspective and having to use a million goalies. That's got to be tough no matter how you slice it. But, Pilsy, there's still lots to be excited about uh, in terms of individual performances in uh, in terms of CHL and in Belleville. Are there any shout-outs you want to give in Belleville with the B-Sens, guys who have impressed you? I mean – it, it seems like a easy answer, but Igor Sokolov just quietly leads the team in points yet again. 67 games played, 19 goals, 36 assists for 55 points. And that's what you want to see from Igor here as uh, he's been kind of the top guy in Belleville for a couple of years now. So I, I know maybe it hasn't been as loud and we haven't seen as many goals scored by Igor as we have in the past, but He's doing what he's got to do, and in my mind, he's got to be the first call-up to get a chance on that third line. Yeah, I think it's unfortunate that he didn't get any NHL games this year, and yeah. I will say the same for for Crooker. And I know that uh, that whole top line or, the, or that top six—I mean, the plus minuses don't even look at those this year. 
But 25 goals for Crooker, I think, is is super sick considering this guy missed all of last season with a, a busted up knee and, and he's battled through. So I, I want to give him some love there. And uh, Lassie in the second half certainly came on, but I don't know what's next for him. Uh, Roby, 24 points in 35 games. That's nice. It seems like the move to center has done him well, although maybe slowing down a little bit. Um, I don't know what his long-term outlook is, whether it's at center or on the wing. We'll touch base with uh, Footy after the season and uh, see where these guys are versus at the start of the year versus where they are now. But, Pilsy, outside of the organization, a lot of affiliated prospects had great years. Some of them are done uh, in terms of Stephen Halliday, the disher, who finishes, what, third in assists in the in the Big Ten this year. But um, some guys in the junior ranks are still battling through. Let's start in my backyard, the Winnipeg Ice. Zach Ostapchuk has to be the best, if not right up there, trade deadline acquisitions. Comes in 38 points in 34 regular season games. His Winnipeg Ice are now 2-0 and in the playoffs. He's got two goals and an assist, three points for him. And you just, every time I see him play, whether it's a highlight or I still need to get back to Wayne Fleming Arena and see these guys in action, he just screams NHLer. Like this guy, and I hate to do like the comparison to a guy who sends fans are clearly missing right now, but he gives me the biggest Nick Paul vibes possible. Big time. I agree. Yeah, he has that kind of, I mean, if you're unsure, if you haven't got to watch a lot of Winnipeg Ice games, which most Sens fans probably haven't, you saw what he can do in the World Juniors. Like that's the style of play that even in a bottom six role, He's an aggressive four checker. He can uh, take advantage when he has time and space with the puck and he's got good offensive capabilities. Like I'm very excited for Zach Ostapchuk's uh, development here as he's one of the blue chip prospects that the Senators have. And uh, his Winnipeg ice, they've been missing Carson Latimer over the last while, but I think he might be back for round two. So obviously Winnipeg is is up 2 nothing in their first round series against Medicine Hat, but that would be a huge boost, get his wheels back in the lineup. And uh, he was plus four with an assist in his last game before uh, missing the last month or so. So that'd be cool to see. That's the only sense prospect right now in the WHL. There's two of them, and they're both on the same team Crazy. in the dub. But in the OHL, couple guys impressing. Not the least of which is in your backyard, Pilsy. Well, near you in Kitchener. <laughs> and this is potential upset alert. The number eight seeded Kitchener Rangers are up 2 nothing against the Windsor Spitfires. Yeah, I would not have guessed that if you uh, if you told me that earlier. So that's impressive that Kitchener is able to do this now. Still, they're going to need two more wins here. But being up 2 nothing on uh, Shane Wright's Spitfires is pretty impressive. Yeah, it certainly is. So we'll be following that along throughout. Meanwhile, another defenseman left shot, shocker, from the 2022 draft class for the Sens, Jorian Donovan. He's back from missing a long time with injury. He hadn't played in four weeks. He comes back and they got shredded to bits in their first game. They lost 10-2 to to the Barry Colts. He was a dash four in that game with just one shot on goal. Well, he had three shots in the second game, a 6-3 loss, but the Bulldogs fought back, winning game three. So they're down 2-1 in their series. And and you think it's probably going to take him a little while to get his feet back under him after missing so much time. Yeah, that's fair. And Ross, more in my backyard is uh, the Barry Colts. So maybe I'll go see, uh, try to get some boots on the ground for a Jorian Donovan game. Yeah, well, you're going to be saving your gas mileage on you saying you were going to go to Belleville CAA Arena for a playoff game. No kidding. Yeah, no kidding. And your Guelph Storm 
have Chandler Romeo, who's playing against his former team. They're down 2 nothing. Yeah, tough, tough year for my Guelph Storm. I don't think they're going to make too much noise here. But hey, good for Chandler Romeo to get some some playoff experience here. And there are zero Sens prospects in the Quebec Major Junior Hockey League. That's so weird. Like usually the Sens are stacked in the queue. And well, either that or the dub, right? Yeah. You think Parker Kelly, Mark Kastlik coming from the WHL, Ridley Gregg as well. Like They've had prospects and now they have two and they're both on Winnipeg right now. And then you look and uh, none. In the QMJHL, the last would have been Max Gannett uh, two years ago. Or sorry, uh, Philip Daus as well yes. last year um, was there also. Yeah, he was he was everywhere last year. He was Belleville and then time, went yeah. back in the queue um, there. I'm trying to think if I'm missing a guy from last year. Anyways, last guy I want to bring up, Oscar Pedersen. Pew, pew, Pistol Pete. He's back down in J20 after played 29 games in the SHL. Like that in itself, I think, is a win this season. Even playing over 10 minutes in some games like we often joke and see, and we'll get into that in draft uh, ranking season where kids just don't play much, but he had multiple games of over 10 minutes, only one goal, one assist for him in the SHL, but he's back in the J 20 level to help them out for playoffs. And he's got a goal in two games so far. So uh, excited to see them continue on. They won their, their final two games. So we'll be continuing to follow Oscar Pedersen. Great interview as well. So we'll get him on uh, after his season wraps up. Yeah, it'd be great to to catch up with him. But we're going to catch up with a lot of prospects in the summer. I feel like Ross says uh, our focus will be, obviously, we're going to cover the draft. But with picks being for losers, the Sens don't have a lot of picks. So we're going to focus on the in-house guys that they do have. Do you think that the Senators will draft in the first three rounds? No. I think they're going to trade in. I yeah. don't know when. It might be a third rounder. Because um, like they have... They have some draft capital in in years coming up. I wouldn't be surprised if they're like, "Hey, let's let's move a, a pick from from next year where they have." I guess they gave up their third, right? But yep. they also uh, got a fourth that one for Matthew Joseph, and uh, they've got a couple late picks to work with here too. They still have that Nashville seventh, and then go Rangers, go! We could get a sixth rounder to make up for the one that they traded for Patrick Brown. Uh, but I, I just think they're going to want to at least have one pick in the first three rounds. I don't know who they're going to give up, what they're going to do. Yeah, it's is a it deep like, draft. Is it like Lassie Thompson for a second? Like something like that, just where you're like, okay, I, I'm going to punt on this player. It's unfortunate. didn't work out, but we need a pick. That's yep. what just saying. I don't think it's out of the question that, uh, that we could see a pick come back to Ottawa before the NHL draft, which is going at the end of June. I got in my calendar here. June 28th and 29th. And we're going to do our best to be in Ottawa for Dev Camp this year. I think that could be a really fun new thing to do and maybe get some live interviews, which is also something. We always want to push the envelope here on Locked On Centers, do things we haven't done before. We got the live show out this year, which was a lot of fun. But I think, uh, yeah, it's onwards and upwards. Imagine getting to do a, an interview with Meth at the Manatic Mansion. That, that would be fun. great. That would be great. A lot, Lots more coming. Don't go anywhere on Locked On Senators as the Sen season is wrapping up sooner than I think we would have hoped, but maybe realistically it's not kind of that surprising. Pilsy, final thoughts on today's show. We got a game day tomorrow and a lot of exciting content this week. Final thoughts for me is let's, you know, that my usual final thoughts are let's enjoy the moment of still being in this playoff hunt. They are much less in this playoff hunt, but like you mentioned, Ross, I'm going to really try to focus on, hey, it sends hockey. No matter what the implication or, or the meaning behind the games, we're going to miss this when it's gone. And I was being a little sad uh, last night being like, 
that game that we're going to on the weekend. It's going to be meaningless, etc. But no, I'm just going to enjoy it. We're going to go to Club Bell. It's going to be awesome. Sens hockey is still here. We're going to get to see more out of guys like Tyler Clevin, Jacob Bernard Docker. Let's see what they got. Maybe a Levy Maryline and start. So there's still some juicy storylines to get a squeeze out of at the end of the year here. My final thoughts. Happy birthday to postcaster. Jack Richardson. Nice. 22 today. I didn't realize we had so many years on him. Jesus. <laughs> well, yeah, he doesn't look 22 in that picture, if I'm being honest. Yeah, we should get that figured out there. Yeah, in that picture. Nice. That's good stuff. Um, all right. Great, great. Really appreciate everyone for checking in on Locked On Senators on a Monday. That that feels like a Black Monday, right? Really like, does, what, yeah. what do they call it when all the NFL coaches get fired? Is that Black Monday? Could be, could be. Like the, they play the Sunday, and on Monday everybody gets fired. Yeah, the axe is coming down. Well, the axe has uh, cut the throat off the Ottawa Senator season, but there's still lots to be excited about going. <laughs> Disappointing, but still hopeful, and hopefully we get some some news on the ownership sooner rather than later as well. For all that, you can find us on Twitter at Send Central on Instagram Locked On Dot Senators. And make sure you subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, including on YouTube. Thank you for making Locked On Senators your first listen each and every day and on game days. Right now, we're on quite the streak after back-to-back games of the weekend. It's been nine straight days with the Locked On Senators, including two game days and shows. So we've had 11 shows in the last nine days. And it will continue because we'll be back tomorrow. And postcast tomorrow night will be Pilsy and at Laleem's. Martian. But for today, we say goodbye. For Brandon Piller, I'm Ross Levitan. This has been the Locked On Senators Podcast, your team every day. <laughs>